Jet fuel is fundamental to an airline. You can't operate without it. If you don't have a supply, you literally can't take off. So it's crucial. This is Gary Kelly, the chairman and chief executive officer of Southwest Airlines. And jet fuel is something that's on his mind a lot. In a normal year, our jet fuel consumption is 2 billion gallons plus. So uh, that's a lot of fuel. And the reason fuel is on Gary's mind is because for such an important part of the business, the price fluctuates a lot. So an annual fuel bill can fluctuate by billions of dollars and wipe out profits. So it is a huge, huge exposure that is very difficult to manage. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can interrupt your thoughts for a moment, welcome aboard Southwest Airlines. We'll be departing here shortly. Hi, I'm Quinny Jenkins, a manager and community outreach for Southwest Airlines. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. I'm an in-flight supervisor for Southwest Airlines. Welcome to Is This Seat Open? A series funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and Atwell Media. Each episode, we're taking advantage of Southwest's open seating policy to grab a seat next to someone with a great story about Southwest's 50 years of flying. Today, we'll be sitting next to Southwest CEO Gary Kelly to hear about how a program that he pioneered in the 90s ended up not just saving the airline from bankruptcy, but actually generating profits. Buckle up. We'd like to thank you very much for joining us. Welcome aboard. My name is Gary Kelly, and I'm the chairman and CEO at Southwest Airlines. We have a lot of smart people at Southwest, and I get credit for a lot of things that I, that I don't deserve. There might be one or two things Gary does deserve credit for, though. For instance, the fuel hedging program he pioneered early on in his time at the airline. I started at Southwest in 1986, and I was uh, in charge of all the accounting and financial reporting taxes uh, with the title of controller. Being totally new to the airline industry and understanding, again, that the number one supply that we have to procure to operate the airline is jet fuel, it was just odd to me that we had no price protection at all. Here's how airlines traditionally bought their jet fuel. They went to a supplier and said, hey, can you sell us this many gallons of fuel? And the supplier would say, sure thing, airline, but you know, prices are so unpredictable, we'll just charge whatever the going rate is when the fuel's ready. They won't commit, in other words, to a set price per gallon, which is kind of odd. Normally, when you think about buying a product or a service, you agree to a quality level and then a price. And so uh, it, it's just a little bit different. This got Gary thinking. A spike in fuel prices could mean big trouble for Southwest, but if they could pay a little extra to buy future fuel at a guaranteed price, it could save the company down the road. This is called hedging. Hedging is just a way to lock in a price for a commodity. It's really as simple as saying uh, we're going to have a cap on crude oil prices of $70 a barrel. And if it goes over that, you owe me money. And if it uh, falls below it, nobody owes anybody anything. 
After studying it for several years in the late 80s, I decided that Southwest would actually get into a fuel hedging program. Gary didn't invent hedging, but hedging jet fuel was a relatively new concept. And Gary and his team figured out a way to engage in it responsibly to protect the company. My family has a very small ranch in South Texas. I'll just use the example. We have rainfall insurance. And that is simply to protect us from a drought. You're not hoping for a drought. You're not hoping for that policy to pay off. And that policy may cost you five years in a row. But in the two years where it pays off, it will more than cover the cost of the hedging program for the previous five. And that's the way to think about it. Hedging is like insurance. So Gary went for it. He started small in the 90s, hoping just to get a little peace of mind. It worked reasonably well. It was a modest program with overall modest results. Those modest results got larger and larger as the company expanded the program over the years. And then came the 2000s. The demand for travel was not strong after 9-11. There was sort of an excess supply of airline seats out there, which depressed fares. Crude oil went from $20 uh, in the early 2000s, and by the late 2000s, it reached $148 a barrel. To have cost increasing when revenues were so sluggish was really, really rough on the airline industry. This kind of perfect storm was exactly why Gary built this program. By now, the company was buying every drop of jet fuel through hedging. So we were much more aggressive with our hedging in the 2000s, and it worked beautifully. And in 2008, when prices peaked, our fuel hedging gains were around $1.2 billion. So the aggregate over about a 10-year period was gains in the 3 to $4 billion range, you know, so that order of magnitude. It allowed us to grow. It had positioned us to be the strongest airline coming out of the decade of the 2000s. We were profitable. We're not trying to high-five each other. That's not, that's not what we're trying to do. When the hedge does perform, absolutely, there's some high-fiving going on and, and uh, you know, some appropriate pats on the back are due. But hedging, it's really not intended to make money. It's intended there for protection. This is Gary's outlook. Even though hedging was responsible for 83% of Southwest profits in the early 2000s, he doesn't think about it as a way for the company to make money. After all, he runs an airline not a fuel hedging business. It's, it's really hard to uh, run an airline and live off of hedging gains. And that's certainly, that's certainly not our strategy. Our goal is to have the best service at the lowest price. Thank you, Gary Kelly, for sharing this story. For more stories and to look behind the scenes, visit latimes.com slash open. I'm Quinny Jenkins. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. Join us again soon for more stories from Southwest 50 Years of Flying. Thanks for listening to Is This Seat Open? See you on the next flight. This podcast series is funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and At Will Media. The Los Angeles Times Newsroom was not involved in the creation of this series. 